Welcome back or welcome to the Micro Leadership Podcast. In this series, we will be talking to leaders from a whole range of different disciplines and different businesses. We'll be trying to understand how they got to do what they do now and what their journey has been like. Each conversation will focus on each person's story, the challenges they faced, the successes they've achieved, the failures they've come through, and of course, what they've learned along the way. Each of these conversations will be designed to help you to understand the journey that others take to become great leaders, so you can learn to develop and become an even better leader yourself. We really hope you enjoy this conversation. In today's conversation, I'm talking to Solange Semedo. Solange is the Group CEO at ETZ Global PLC. And in this conversation, she shares her background and her journey that has led her to taking on this new and advanced role within her company. And that journey has taken her from packing in factories through to international law firms uh, onto investigating white collar crime. And throughout this conversation, Solange focuses on the importance of persistence. And if anybody demonstrates this characteristic, it's Solange. This is such an inspirational discussion. So let's jump straight in and hear Solange's story. So welcome Solange. Thank you for uh, joining me on the Micro Leadership Podcast. It's really brilliant to, uh, to have you here as my guest today. Thank you so much, Hayden. I'm very excited and thank you very much for the opportunity. It's very Lovely. nice of you to invite me in. Oh, you're welcome. I'm, I'm really, really keen. So we don't really know each other, do we? we we've, we've connected on LinkedIn. That's right. That's right. And what a great connection it was as well. LinkedIn's great. I love LinkedIn. <laughs> it is a brilliant platform. So I'm really excited because just like the listeners, I'm going to be discovering about you kind of in the moment, which is going to be fantastic. So, so tell, me, tell me a little bit about what you do and, and give me a little bit of your journey. How did you come to become the CEO of ETZ? Sure. That kind of sounds like a scary question, I'm telling you, Hayden. So, um, but yes, so I've actually just recently, we're talking about the last couple of weeks, been promoted to group CEO of uh, the ETZ group, a group of 11 companies. And um, and so I'm basically CEO for uh, across the group, including our uh, Australian entity. And, and so... And I speak five languages, so it's very much got an international flavor. We um, we service the well, the recruitment industry. I would say they are our clients are recruitment agencies, and and we do their back office. We we're a tech company, mm-hmm. and we provide back office solution for what they need. That could be payroll, timesheets, you name it, that kind of thing. Um, and there are lots of other things on the roadmap, but that's diverting from the question. So I'll come back to that. Um, but so I became CEO, I think quite by chance. It was never, it was never something I sort of dreamt about, you know, um, you know, you don't think when you're 10, what do you want to be when you grow up? Oh, I want to be the CEO. I didn't have that in my head. I had, I want to be a lawyer in my head. And that's exactly what I became. So my mum moved to the UK uh, back in the late 80s and married her boss. Okay. (laughs) 
And so much she was a single parent in Portugal, raising myself and my sister, my younger sister. And we came over, moved over. I'm now nearly 44. So I've been in England for a very, very long time. And I love it here. I love Portugal as well. I love both countries. And um, studied here. So did secondary school, at university, the lot. Yeah. And um, worked for international law firms as well. I think my languages helped there. So I did the whole degree thing, you know, so you go through university, etc. qualify. It took me a long, long time to get a training contract, which is the sort of your apprenticeship, you would have called that in the old yep. days. Yeah. Because so oversubscribed, everybody wants one, everybody wants to be a lawyer, <laughs> or they did back then. Yeah. Um, and, and so it took me a while. So I did lots of jobs, lots of Jobs, you know, I worked in factories, uh, packing toothpaste tubes for Aquafresh. I uh, packed medicine for GlaxoSmithKline. Glaxo, welcome now. Um, worked in insurance, various insurance companies. So if you had a problem, you were ill or that kind of thing, and you're in Spain and you ate something dodgy, you'd be phoning Solange and she would be sorting you out with medical care. Um, or some kind of um, insurance breakdown cover, I'd be there as well, and I'd be the person again on the end of the line. Okay. So I have done lots and lots of various different jobs, and I actually think each and every one of those jobs has assisted me to get into where I am. Mm. It's very strange at the time you wouldn't link insurance with, I don't know, with pharmacy, with other things, but it, it's it's very interesting that each of those little jobs I seem to be at the time you know okay it's just to put food on the table actually yeah. um but together combined all that knowledge has really helped me um along the way if you like so I became a lawyer uh, worked for international law firms and I didn't fit in at all um okay. that's that's you know you're asking me about my journey and I'm going to be bluntly honest here. Um, you know, so first of all, female, immigrant, I'm four foot 11. Okay. <laughs> I hate discrimination. I don't think that's any <laughs> discrimination. I will say that. Um, black and, um, you know, my dad's from Cape Verde, black, mum's white yep. from Portugal and, uh, and obviously living in England. So, um, all a little bit scary, all a little bit different. And I also have epilepsy, by the way. So I also okay. classed as disabled, mm -hmm. um, even though actually it's very well controlled, it's completely controlled now. So I don't feel like I am disabled, mm. but that has that. So I guess in a sense, you couldn't, if you had to throw a challenge at someone, yeah. I kind of think I had them all, <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. diversity piece and, and the elitism of law and all yeah. of that. Um, so uh, yes, your brain will take you so far, mm -hmm. but sometimes who you know, if you know, it really does help because I knew absolutely nobody. Yeah. <laughs> and it was a very hard slog to, to even be heard. Um, and so so I worked in, in these big law firms, great, didn't really fit in. So mm -hmm. then I moved into government. I worked at the Office of Fed Trading for a okay. little while. That was great. That was more me, actually. That was more sort of, um, I guess, down to earth. You could call yeah. it down yeah. to earth. And um, 
And so I enjoyed that a little bit more, moved into investigations, started doing lots of, in, lots of investigative work. So investigating rogue traders, okay. anyone trying to sell mobility scooters to your granny who really doesn't need one. And, you know, taking the last bit of savings from that person, you know, those kind of people yeah. needed to go to jail. And I think they did. So that's fantastic. Um, I really, from that, I progressed and progressed to become a white collar crime lawyer. Ended up an EP um, doing investigations. Had a brilliant team there that really helped me along and trained me on how to become a great white collar crime investigator and mm -hmm. really dig deep into the psyche of people that are earning six figure salaries and yet they're still stealing from the company. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's quite amazing the things you come across. I always described it like an episode of EastEnders. <laughs> no day is dull. So it's, it's, I can it's imagine. Been really good. Um, and and then just sort of just progressed and and um, it's just opportunities. You just find mm. your you're working, but you're you're working and you're developing yourself every day by the people you have around you. Yeah. And yeah. and so therefore, kind of you progress even without knowing that's what you're doing. You progress mm -hmm. if you're interested. In terms of the role now, it came about came about back in 2018. April 2018, um, the owner founder of the company, Nick Woodward, yeah, um, yeah. he was looking for a lawyer slash investigator. There'd been a bit of white collar uh, activity, okay. <laughs> activity going on in the business. He needed someone with a bit of expertise in that. So he hired me for that. However, I quickly then just became the company's legal counsel and then mm. moved to head legal counsel. Then he promoted me to COO and then managing director and then CEO, all in the space of two years. Wow. And now group CEO. And I would like to think though, and it sounds crazy really. So when I think about it, you, Hayden, today made me stop and think about this because I hadn't considered that journey over the last two and a half years that I've been at ETZ. And um, and I actually think it's people giving people like me opportunities because you know i don't come from the elite background yeah i don't and you get penalized for that in certain sectors i don't you know i don't come from any sort of elite background just very down to earth normal average person you know if you, if you like actually i would even say um very much working class because my my mum was a chef in portugal had two kids to look after and you know so we didn't have much at all yeah. whatsoever so i think I would say, yes, absolutely, um, opportunities, but it's also your head. If you've got your the right head yeah. on your shoulders and, and you want to succeed and you want to do better. For me, it was more about, you know, I want a Barbie doll that my sister hasn't scratched her eyes out, you know. That's all I have. I just have one Barbie doll. <laughs> so I would like more. And, um, and, and so it's about sort of looking at the challenges of life, taking them on the head and carrying on and persevering. And mm -hmm. I think that's, and and be interested in what you do. Be interested in where you are and the people you are around, that you surround yourself with. And and to me, you know, it's, it wasn't just about me at all whatsoever. I really do think it's key people in my life who've been there, who had an influence, who had a voice yeah. and who could make things happen for me. 
There's just so much that you shared in that few minutes of, of that background that you, you've given us. And there's, there's so many really core principles that I think are really important to, uh, mm. from what you just shared. Because like, so, I'm, I'm hearing from you that you are, first of all, somebody who's got a really strong work ethic. Yes. You know, the fact that I want to get the things that I need just to survive and to, to put food on the table to use your mm -hmm. phrase and I'm willing to go out and even if it's a job that maybe isn't the ideal job for me I'm willing to go and do it and I'll do it for my best of my ability because I, mm -hmm. I want to do that so I'm hearing that real strong work ethic I'm hearing about somebody who is um, keeping their eyes open for opportunities mm -hmm. aware of what's around them and aware of themselves enough to see where opportunities can 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 come from mm -hmm. and then somebody who is as you said, surrounding yourself and, and connecting yourself to, to brilliant people because we all learn and grow through through those brilliant people. That's right. Um, and somebody well, who's well, not... What I will qualify, Hazen, is that brilliant people, by the way, because I, I, I read these books, you know, guru books, and, 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 you know, to help me out in my new career, my new direction, great. And, and they do always say, you know, surround yourself with great people who are succeeding and they are successful and all the rest of it. I... I don't entirely agree with that. I agree that, yes, you should have that, but you should have a mix of people. You should have those people as well that keep you grounded. Mm. Your friends that were there from the beginning that maybe, yes, on a career level, if you want to compare it just on a career level, maybe then they haven't done what you've done because actually it's not an interest of theirs. Yeah. However, they keep you grounded. They know, they know a lot uh, about life generally. So I do think there's something to be said about not taking that too literally. Yeah, and I, and I love your clarification on that actually, because because when I think of the word brilliant people, it is it is the personality of the person that makes them brilliant, not the yes. not the outcome or the result that they drive. It's it's the it's the right people with the right thinking and the right mindset around them. So exactly as you right. articulate, but, it, but it's great that you clarify because because it, it can be misinterpreted so much. So mm -hmm. so thank you for that. And then the other thing I was going to say is you seem to be somebody who is. Um, in the face of adversity and challenges, somebody mm. who has that determination to push through and is tenacious and, and willing to overcome those rather than being daunted by them. So how do you how do you do that? How do you go through experiences like you've had of being in the in the legal profession, which is, you know, ultimately male, pale and stale to a large degree um, <laughs> and um, full of lots of prejudices and lots of biases exactly. towards people mm. who aren't like them? Mm -hmm. How did you in that environment how do you how do you stay focused on kind of having the confidence to be you and not being diminished by that because mm -hmm. i think there'll be lots of people listening to this who are yes. perhaps feeling that right now mm -hmm. yes i the way i dealt with it is probably not necessarily the way i would today recommend that anybody would deal with this so at the time i won't mention the law firms and let, let's just be clear they were definitely international law firms and 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 i was in that that environment um it is very elitist and the way i dealt with it was just simply to stand up stick up for myself because nobody else was so i would have a voice i'd give myself that voice and then inevitably sometimes got fired because <laughs> people didn't like what i was yeah. Uh, yeah. saying because they didn't like to be challenged they didn't like the fact that somebody else just because they were not quite there in the position of you know um that wider responsibility i hadn't got the respect yet you know um 
they kind of didn't like that and some people did make my life uh, very very difficult and um so i wouldn't recommend going down that path sure. i would just say you know i would say i read this the other day not too long ago actually on facebook and i do think there's something in this if you're not happy, move. You are not a tree. Mm -hmm. I love <laughs> that quote. I love that. I think, you know, it's absolutely right. If you're miserable, you don't have to stay there. Know that life. Please understand that life is very, very short, very short. So you should be doing something you love. If you're not doing something you love, do something about that. Because you have to, because you owe it to yourself. You're, you're great whoever you are out there, you know, unless you're a criminal, in which case I don't advocate that, but <laughs> otherwise, you know, we're all human. We're all trying to just um, have a brilliant life, hopefully with our loved ones, regardless, and trying to be good people. And I do believe that people are good, despite all the bad things that I've seen in my career. Yeah, hundred percent. And, and I say, I love that quote and but it does take great courage to um, not allow that constant challenge of people trying to put you down or put you into a place or label or whatever they, whatever it is. Because again, lots yes. of people listening to this will be having different challenges that they're facing and some of them will be you know, through um, uh, some of the challenges that you face, being female mm. in male-dominated environments or some of the race issues mm. that we know are happening around the world yeah. at the moment. Um, so some people will be dealing with some of that. Some mm. people will dealing with their own um feelings and their own self-belief and some of the challenges mm -hmm. that they have about kind of just being good enough and, and worthy mm. of, of the roles of imposter syndrome and things that we're talking a lot about mm. so it takes great courage if you're feeling that way to to make changes mm -hmm. so where, where does that come from in you because you've got a as i said you've got a real tenacity about you we, we, we've only literally just met but i can already <laughs> sense the energy and the tenacity so where, where does that come from from you? Mm. you can you do you know where that comes from have you thought about so, that so i have thought about it and it is a bit personal but i will share it because i think you know that's the whole point of being here with you today um so i didn't have the best upbringing mm -hmm. and i had to do a lot of things by myself I was alone a lot. I was, I'd come home for, from school and I'd make my own dinner. The dinner would be there ready for me, but I would spend the rest of the night, the evening at home. Like I said, my mother was a chef, so she was working. So yeah. I was alone all the time. I had to be motivated enough to do my own homework, you know, not have a parent's go, okay, help you out, that kind of thing. So it's about, I think I actually um, had to be independent from a very young age, I'm talking about from the time when I was five. Yeah. <laughs> and and I really do think when you're putting that kind of environment, you either sink or swim, you know, and there's no way I was going to be sinking. And mm -hmm. for the rest of my life after that, whenever someone puts me down, I just think, no problem, watch and learn. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I use that as fuel to make me even better. I use that as fuel to keep me going, but I am still human, Hayden. So sometimes I've called on people, um, you know, for that mentorship, people yeah. that say, just do your job and everything will be fine. It will be great. You know, I've had people, of course, also, I don't know if you've had this, either through their own insecurities or, or I don't know, whatever, trying to take over the role. Everyone seems to want the role of managing director, CEO, etc. And they come on board, you give these people a job 
and then they sort of um I don't know start abusing your trust perhaps mm -hmm. that could be another one so I've, I've sort of I've seen it all so nothing phases me now yeah but what I will say for someone so going back to what you've said about imposter syndrome don't don't whoever's listening to this if you are feeling that way just don't don't because if you're there in the position you're in it's because somebody recognized that you are good enough for that job so that in itself should make you comfortable you know that you will have been other people will have been interviewed and you got the job so pat yourself on the back and understand that you must have got your job because you have certain skills that that particular company was looking for that perhaps other candidates did not have and so don't feel like you're being an imposter. But if you do feel like you are being an imposter, that feeling, you can't shake it. Find out why. Maybe you feel that there's a skill that you have that's missing. Mm -hmm. If that's the case, so for example, I can tell you this, Hayden, I, I speak five languages fluently. Yeah. I can't do maths, okay? <laughs> not very well. It's just not sort of, oh, I just can't. Yeah. Okay. So I'm not going to sit there in a, some sort of board meeting reeling off figures and percentages and this and that if i'm not comfortable with them i need to understand them so what do i do am i just going to sit there and say oh, i feel like i'm in, an imposter no i go to my cfo and i say explain this to me like you would explain to a six-year-old yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then i understand it um and also just do a little bit more around that finance thing so whatever the gap is because we, we don't all have everything yeah do something about it so, so I love what you've just shared about the, the imposter syndrome. And the, the thing for me is um, these people who, who, who they, they go for that. And it's always something that's fascinating me. I just kind of love your view on it, really. So we go for an interview and we show our absolute best self. Exactly. And then we get the job and we are determined to show the worst of what we are. And that's what happens in imposter syndrome. We've, we've kind of done this and we've got the job and then we've, mm. we we put our best foot forward and then we get the job and then actually we we our own brain tries to hijack us and then mm. only focuses on the very worst parts of our character mm. rather than the best. And it's, uh, so I just, yeah, just kind of yeah. your views on, on that as a, as a kind sure. of concept and thought. Yes. So, so if anybody's feeling that way, I really do think maybe that there are two things and i hope i'm not offending anyone here but i think if it is that bad maybe try and get some therapy maybe try and kind of you know because sometimes we can't always know and there's no shame in therapy i am a massive advocate of therapy i think it's great for everything you know my unfortunately we're going through a bereavement in my family right now my 27 year old brother was found dead back in may in portugal uh, no not at all not at all but this is this is just to say so my parents are heavily in that um you know heavily engaged with therapists that kind of thing everybody and uh, myself included i haven't been to anyone yet but i know i need to go um there's no shame in it there's no shame because if you if you went to the doctor because you have ailment, your eye or i don't know whatever something's hurting you go to the doctor's perfectly normal no one back yeah, the night yeah. If you say, oh, I'm seeing a therapist, whoa, what's wrong with you, you know? <laughs> um, I think we need to break that out and, and chuck it in the bin. So I would say maybe if you're going through that, then then that would be a good course of things, to, uh, of uh, a good course of action to follow. Um, but in terms of showing your worst self, I think 
well, there's two things really. If you got the job just because you winged the interview and you really sort of don't have the skills you were just able to pull the wall over somebody's eye, then perhaps you shouldn't be in the role because I myself looking at it from on the other side as somebody who hires people, yeah. um, I would have hoped that during the interview process, the candidate is being honest. Integrity is huge for me, so yep. I hope that. Otherwise, if you're showing your worst self just because, I don't know, maybe you've suffered from a bit of anxiety or, or whatever it is, you need to have your voice. You need to be able to say, excuse me, Solange or whoever, Hayden, I am feeling like this. I don't quite know why. Can you give me some direction? Is there something, are you identifying with what I'm saying or are you not seeing it? Because sometimes we create problems and that are not there. Yeah. Um, you know, get some perspective, get the help of your colleagues, get the help of those that actually put you in that position. If they put you there, they believed in you and maybe you just need to be told that. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Could not agree agree more with it, with what you just said. And and it also reminded me when you were talking um, earlier on about kind of your, your mass challenge that, you know, we, we often see these elite performers, we think they are absolutely perfect at everything, these kind of superhuman people. Exactly. But, but every one of us has our, our things that we are gifted at and things that we're not gifted at. Exactly. Uh, and the difference between people in my genuine belief of people who kind of make great successes of their lives is they tend to focus more on what they're good at mm -hmm. and not get too drawn by the things they can't do and they find solutions for the things they can't do so like you you go to your exactly. CFO and say listen help me out with this so I understand it so I can then go and be credible in front of my colleagues around the numbers mm -hmm. let me have mm -hmm. a, a session talk so that's a big exactly. thing if anybody listening to this right now mm -hmm. focus on the one or two things that you are brilliant at and just devote your energies to becoming the best you can be in those things absolutely and, and integrity yeah. integrity is it, it really does go a long way um i can't speak for every enterprise in the whole country but i do know certainly the ttz um and other places i've worked at in the past integrity really is everything you have to have the right character yes capability as well of course you have to have that otherwise you can't do your job yeah. um but integrity for me is is, is the thing only oh you know for me in terms of my success i'm honest if i say i can't do something i say i can't do something if if something is just um wrong or i feel that it's wrong mm -hmm. i will say i don't think this is quite right and i'll explain to you why i don't think it's quite right and then it goes to a vote or what have you you know honesty and and um and ownership for anything that goes wrong so i make mistakes all the time Yep. But I own up to them. I don't point the finger at somebody else. You know, take that because that's what a leader is. You know, a leader is not perfect. A leader is there to to guide, I suppose, but also seek guidance from those around you because, you know, you're not God. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. 100%. So just to, to wrap out this this kind of conversation because we're, we're already kind of out of time which is a real shame because i've absolutely loved talking <laughs> to you um but from all of your experiences and the things that you've been through in your own life and, and are currently going through as well so obviously appreciate you sharing um sharing that information what's the one piece of advice that you would give to people listening to this? so if we've got leaders listening to this or people who are aspiring to to become a ceo like you are or mm -hmm. if they are um 
you know, on their own leadership career. What's, what's the one single bit of advice that you would give to anybody listening to this from your experience? Okay, for me, well, there's so much I would love to say, mm. but I would say it's perseverance. You know, your own self-belief. And if you don't have that self-belief, don't worry. Call on your perseverance instead. Have a few things. You know, you've come this far. You're going to give up now. No, you're not. You're going to carry on. You're going to carry on for you. Don't do it for anybody else. Don't do it for your parents. Don't do it for your spouse. Don't do it for anyone. Do it for you. Mm-hmm. Okay? Because I think there's a lot, uh, I don't know, a lot of people out there are lacking in self-love. That's what I think. I think that's what's missing because we're all very good at bashing other people, saying you're not good enough for this, you're not good enough for that. Um, Why would you define yourself on somebody putting you down? Just don't do it. Go for it with all your might. And it doesn't matter how impossible it seems or improbable it seems that you will get to that CEO stage or you'll get to be that lawyer in my case or, you know, it seemed completely improbable, yet I did it. And I think it's about your perseverance. Just absolutely don't take no for an answer. You want to do something, you're going to fly high, I promise you. You just need to have that mindset. What a wonderful way to, to wrap out this conversation today. Uh, you know, that last piece of advice around perseverance. And what I loved the way you articulated is that is, when you're when you run out of self-belief then rely on your perseverance and, that, and that's those combination of believing yourself but when that doesn't work then just mm-hmm. persevere is is just genuine gold dust i think so thank you so <laughs> thank much you. for that for that comment so Sandra, if you want to find out more about you and connect with you mm-hmm. or find out more about what ATZ do and, and maybe mm-hmm. want some help in that area how can they how can they connect with you well, I am I am on LinkedIn. We mentioned LinkedIn before. Um, uh, if if I may say so as well here, if I may say so, uh, we've recently launched ETZ, partnered up with uh, the freelancer, uh, the freelance informer, I should say, uh, which is our online media outlet, mm-hmm. and it's full of brilliant content for freelancers you know the freelance economy it's huge in the uk and i think again going back to that voice freelancers i've been a freelancer myself we've not really had a voice in the past and we are reviving that at etz we want to give all freelancers from walks of life and it does not matter your age your your background anything you have a voice so please do get in touch with us sign up to the newsletter and, and come and talk to us because we'd love to interview you that's at www.freelanceinformer.com or you can find me on LinkedIn, Solange Smedo. Um, there's also, of course, ETZ generally, uh, ETZ Global PLC, solange.smedo at etztech.com um, and Facebook, but although that's uh, obviously something else. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I'm quite out there and easy to find and if you have any any requirements at all in terms in terms of um, what ETZ has to offer. We offer all back office solutions for your recruitment agency if you're a recruiter and we can help you as well and we can help you find work if you are a, a consultant, a freelancer. So please get in touch. It'd be lovely to hear from you. And thank you for listening. <laughs> Brilliant. Thank you for that. What we'll do is we'll make sure 
all of those go into the show notes as well. So people, if they want to find out more or get in touch with any of the service that you just shared, they'll just be able to click on the links and get hold of you. So, so I'm just going to say a huge thank you. So um, I, I absolutely adored much. this time today, <laughs> learning more, and you've given so much insight, which has been fabulous. So thank you. It really, really um, means a lot to me. So thank you so much. Thank you ever so much, Hayden. Thank you for having me. And uh, let everybody stay safe through this horrible time. <laughs> We really hope you enjoyed this conversation just as much as we did. And if you have, then we'd love you to go to your podcast platform of choice and give us a rating. And what's more, if you've got friends who you know would also appreciate hearing the kind of stories of leaders who are making it in their particular chosen field and will benefit from listening in then tell them all about it the only way that we can grow this podcast is through you helping us to get the word out there so we'd really appreciate if you can share it with those people you know who would also benefit from listening in thanks very much and we look forward to sharing our next conversation with you